Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful or memorable video game from a particular moment in their life. If you listen to the show, then you'll know we'll dive into as much of what our guest remembers enjoying about the game as we will get into that juicy, juicy context of how and when, how and when, gosh, that happens about half the time, how and when they had this meaningful time with it in the first place. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that there are a bunch of ways that uh, if you enjoy the show, that you can be more connected with it and get more uh, of these podcasts from me, your host. Uh, Anything that my guest or I plug today, you can find a link in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, whether it's on YouTube uh, or a podcast catcher, if you look in the show notes, just click the episode, you'll see links to all sorts of stuff. So if you want to follow something that the guest shares or check me out uh, on Twitch, there's going to be easy ways to do that right in the show notes. Uh, First and foremost, though, if you do like this show and you want to support it, the most helpful way you can do that is by sharing the show with a friend. And the second most helpful way is if you want more bonus podcasts from me and the creators of this network, uh, you can check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can get a bonus podcast. That tier though, I will be, I need to clarify that. That has like a 180 episode backlog of Patreon exclusive podcasts, but every tier above that, you're getting fresh stuff uh, every single week. So if you happen to be a Mass Effect fan, we're going through the first Mass Effect game right now uh, in a book club style setting. So every Friday for 11 weeks, we've got a new Mass Effect episode. So check us out if you uh, if you like me and want to hear more crap from me. And I do look at it as crap. That'll do it for the housekeeping. And I'll finally introduce our guest for today's episode. So please welcome actor, producer, man about town, and modern day Sandy Koufax, Phil Del Costello. No. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, everybody. Hello, Connor. How are you? Hey, good, pal. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, you know, as as happens on the occasional episode, we had a nice little warm up where we just got to, you know, bask in the conversation and see each other. So it's not like this is the first time I'm talking to you, but mm-hmm. the first time that I'm on air and I must be cordial at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do love our little chats. Oh, aren't they just, aren't they just the best? <laughs> well, it's fun because this is, uh, the, the venues are, are so varied. Um, they really are. Yeah. Especially like where there'll be like, I'm a runner on third base and you're playing yes. third base and we're, yes. <laughs> um, and then it's, it would be a, like a comedy theater or somebody's birthday or a podcast. Yes. Um, so we're just diversifying our settings, uh, for these old chats. It's lovely. Uh, Phil, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I know you, I guess, sort of, sort of how I know the majority of the guests on the show, which is I first laid eyes upon you at the UCB Theater back when you used to work there. And by there, I mean 
the Los Angeles theater. I never saw you in New York because I, yeah. I only visited for DCMs and you were already out in LA at that point. Yeah. Uh, when did you do, I, what was your your first DCM? My first DCM, I didn't go until 2017. I went to 17 and 18 and that was oh, it. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that definitely, um, yeah, I was in LA. So yeah. I moved here in 2014. So I, yeah. I remember... I didn't know you. I I do not think, and I could be mistaken, so I'm asking you to hold me accountable. Sure. Uh, I don't think that we ever met at UCB, but I do remember seeing you around. Mm-hmm. Um, but where we got to meet was on – or were you going to clarify it all? Did you ever intern at any point? Or I did, but I interned at Franklin. Okay. So maybe I just might have walked by you and not made eye contact. <laughs> just you know, roughly walking by you if I did. There's a there's a good chance. And I was probably like, oh, that guy doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I interned yeah. there from... Well, I didn't mean to be like, mm-hmm, like, yeah, I did like you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, trust me, I didn't take mm-hmm. it that way. And Oof. I won't be... I right won't on be the money, harbor- buddy. Oof. Yes. I uh, I won't be harboring that insecurity for the rest of the show. Uh, but uh, I interned at Franklin on Sunday nights from oh. January of 2016 through like November or so. Great night to intern as well. Yeah. We had, uh, uh, of course, shitty jobs, uh, oh, yeah. uh, search history, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, always like a random sh- – a different show at 7 yeah. p.m. That's great. Yeah, Love but that. Anyway, uh, that's like how I first saw you, but we actually have gotten to know each other. Uh, this has come up. It's not the first time, by the way, uh, that uh, the Los Angeles Baseball Federation has come up Absolutely. on this podcast. Yeah. But in I first got into the league in uh, 20, uh, 2021, the first year back wow. from COVID. And, wow, uh, really? Yeah. Well, wow, I could have swore it would have been earlier than that. I, I, was I don't know. That's play... all like a mush of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. true. Wow. I, I did come out for a couple practices in 2020, like right before it got shut down. Yeah. Um, but 2021 was my first season. And then uh, I think because you knew people, we like knew yeah. a lot of the same people from UCB. We got to know each other a little bit. Uh, just yeah. on the diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Never and you forget. speak the language too. I think it's also like uh, that kind of um, – there's a slice of the pie of like UCB people uh, that are like sporty. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And like when you kind of connect with those people, you're like, oh, I can do bits and like talk about <laughs> uh, crow hopping, <laughs> <Yeah. You> know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, Which I'm always itching to do. Yeah. I'm always itching for a crow hop. Um, uh, yeah. I think that's like fun. And it is. Um, did you like play? You, you played baseball as a kid? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I played uh, through high school. I actually – this will probably be more surprising, but I also played uh, football all four years of high school. Wow. And I, 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 I know that both my pers- – wow. my personality would not lead most people to believe that, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, well, I think there is also that part um, of like if you if you are into any sort of sports, even if it's like track – like there mm-hmm. is some sort of like if you're around like comedy people, you kind of have to like tidy it up or be like, no, 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 I'm not like, no, no, no. you know, like, yes. like you're the nerd somehow. Like you're the one that's like vulnerable to like be like, OK, jerk, what are you going to put me in a headlock? Uh, yeah, you know, like truly. that kind of thing. You're you jock. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's very funny. But like, um, yeah, I feel it's, like it's always fun to like connect with that kind of thing. And then there's so many people that are like just involved in like comedy in that league. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then also just great, like other talented musicians and mm-hmm. people in film and TV writers, like uh, people in like production and events. Like it's nuts. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. It's my favorite. Yeah. It really is. It's great. Yeah. You're, you know, I, I mentioned that you're a modern day Sandy Koufax, but you are truly <laughs> someone who, I mean, you're a fantastic overall player, but especially like on the mound, you're a fantastic lefty for people to get a real vision of that. Thank and, you. uh, you know, you're, you're not a, you don't manage the yips. Um, no. but you're a, you're a mainstay. Yeah. I'm technically the, uh, number two. I'm the assistant uh, manager. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but I really like, um, I don't do any admin. I'm like the spiritual leader really, if anything. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, in that, and I actually was, um, involved in the precursor to the LABF. Um, yes. The, uh, the CBA, the California baseball association, um, in Pasadena. Um, so, and that was like, I think 2014 till, Wow. LABF time. So, yeah. And that's like a, a lot of the core people that are in the LABF. And okay. it's all like just a great community of people like over. It's truly is like just one of my favorite things because like it's all great like minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of like nationwide is kind of known as the Sandlot Revolution. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, just a little bit. Yeah. Because like, well, I do like the team's Instagram account. My team is the Yips. Yes. Um, and uh, and I'm very lazy at it but i also <laughs> connect with like teams all over the place mm-hmm. and there are teams everywhere there are podcasts about this like nashville has a crazy it's Whoa. it's so funny to be like this is like it's like how like improv communities are too uh-huh. it's like well nashville's got a crazy scene austin like they have like merch like it's like it's the same kind of deal oh um, that's so cool and you like if you dip your toe in it, like it's 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 nuts. Like there are leagues in Canada, and it's all the same kind of stuff, mm-hmm. the same kind of folks. There are meets, like and like it's it's really great. So very grateful to be a part of that. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy Me you're too. a part it's... of it too because like I really Thank like you. got to know you uh, better through that. And also like you're a, an incredible player too. So it's also that kind of like competitive, like back and forth kind of thing. Um, especially because you pitch too. So like, totally. it's very fun to like, uh, have that dynamic. Um, yeah. it's, it's the best. It really is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it is really fun. It's, it's so much fun to compete. And I think something that I really appreciate about your team, uh, which like love the league, love everybody that I know in the league, but there are just some teams that like are harder to get along with is all I'll sure. really leave it at. But sure. the yips I say that to just uh, underline how, like, I feel like last year when we were playing, you guys, like, our manager, Jaquise, was just like, man, oh, the yeah. Yips have the best vibes in the league. Just such a oh, good... Oh, yeah. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah, we, like, have the same kind of, like, relationships with, like, you guys, and there's other teams in the league, too. And, like, sometimes it's just, like, um, it's, like, the needle kind of, like, it's either competitive or fun or it's both, and then it's, like, like that. And yeah. then you also just, like, it is, like, a vibe. And if, like, mm-hmm. obviously everybody wants to win. Everybody wants totally. to do well. But, like, at the same time, like this is fun and we love doing this. So like to like make it over competitive and nuts and like argue things and like, yeah, blow your top. It's like, but I'm not here. Go play, uh, like the, what is it? The, uh, parks and recs leagues and stuff like yeah, that, which totally. I've done once. And it's like a totally different vibe. And mm-hmm. I like, I did one season and I was like, I'm not, I'm out of here. Yeah. Doing this. Cause it's just, it's all crazy nuts people and nobody fun. Yeah. So, 
we have all the fun people so it which is great so yeah just that like sort of middle ground of uh competition but also just good nature um i think is what one of the things that makes the league special um Mm -hmm. so you know that's that's like how we have come to know each other um you know over the past few years since i first played but what else do you want to share with yourself about the listener share with myself um you mean of myself? Or sure, of yourself with the listener. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm a person, like, I guess, like a lot of guests on your thing, on your thing, your show. Um, <laughs> your little thing uh, yeah. you got going on there. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I I work in the entertainment industry. I, I do a lot of events, a lot of film festivals. I act. I do production. Um, I very trying to write more and like kind of get back into it and do all of that and put myself out there more and like work with friends and like-minded people. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just get to travel and live life and like share my time with like people like you. I I, like, I tell you, I, when I moved from New York, it was like kind of a really hard adjustment. And like one of the things that like made it like worthwhile and like make me kind of like realize how much I like to hear was, uh, the baseball league. Uh, and then also just like the community of people that I had, like I was able to, I mm. opened up UCB East in, um, New York in, that's right. Uh, what? 2011, I think. Um, and, uh, I moved here to open UCB sunset and, um, I was just, uh, I was just lucky to have a kind of like, just like a, a landing strip where yeah, if for I, sure. cause like kind of the, um, the idea is like, if, if, if you went to New York, uh, and you got involved like UCB or any other theaters, like the idea was like, you get good in New York, but then you move here to LA and you get work. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And, um, so like I knew quite a few people, it's almost like kind of like exoduses would happen yeah. where people would like move like a few, like half dozen, dozen people would like move from New York, like every year to LA. So like, if I didn't know people already, I like knew people that like mutual friends and like, or just people that like spoke the language of just like yeah. doing bits and you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. So like, um, yeah. And I was just like, uh, a guy that was like mostly behind the scenes. I did a, a lot of, sh- I did, I performed much more in New York. Um, mm-hmm. I never, I never did like house teams or anything because I wanted to like, I took my job too seriously. Well, I think seriously <laughs> enough. And I didn't want to kind of like, um, kind of co-mingle the two. And like, sure. you know, I really wanted to like, make sure that like, um, cause like the lines can blur if you're like, if you're like running a place and like, um, you know, cause I got, I, all of my like best friends and the people that I spend my time with now are all people that like, like it's 90% people that I met at UCB. Um, yeah. so like it, uh, it very much like I wanted to keep it where like this was my job mm-hmm. and because so many friends were like having shows and like if we become very, very friendly and then it's like, hey, can we start 15 minutes late? And then like, you know, it gets into a thing. So like yes. I really tried to like keep those th- two things divided, but also like I kind of was like half paranoid where like I felt people would be like, oh, well, he's like a company man. So that's why he's on the team. You know, like I very much of kind of like, um, yeah. So like I did a lot of like spanks and like uh, just like random indie shows and, and stuff like that all over. And then, 
here it was just a much different, crazier job. So I kind of took a long time off and like I stopped acting. I stopped doing a lot of things just to focus on that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and now I uh, I left in um, September of 2019. I predicted the pandemic. Um, and then um, I just like I had my year like set up freelancing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then it just like gosh and then done so like yeah um and now i'm here yeah <laughs> killer yeah well thank you for Long sharing rant. more no no no. you're all that's exactly what i was asking for was to share about yourself and you did yeah it's uh, it's not uncommon to have someone on the show who's like okay was i sharing too much and i'm like no that's why you're here is to yeah. do exactly that um so thank you for sharing more about yourself um i'm sure we're going to continue to get to know you even better on the show um before we get into your general history with games, will you please introduce what you brought on for the main event and call me by your game? Absolutely. Uh, the game I brought today is NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Um, specifically, the Super Nintendo version. Oh, um, cool. But all versions um, are welcome. I um, I almost texted you earlier because I was making some graphics for the stream that we're on right now, mm. um, and I was like, ah, I don't know which version he would have had, like, and so I just took the Genesis box art, uh, okay. but that's helpful to know. So when I make the actual graphic for your episode when it comes out, you know what? I put the very SNES much appreciate box. that because, yes. um, as you probably know, that was like a kind of a dividing line, big um, time, <laughs> where like. Um, you know, I, my first ever system was, um, the Nintendo. Yes. Um, and it was, uh, I got it for Chris. We got it for Christmas from our, like, uh, on, and it was, I think it was only because we moved because after that, like parent, uh, presents just dropped off, oh. <laughs> but we got, we got like a Nintendo and we didn't ask for it. Yeah. Maybe my older brother did. I only have an older huh. brother, but like. It showed up and I was like, what is this? And then so mm-hmm. like I did the whole I went Super Nintendo. I got a Nintendo 64, but I played like four games on it. Sure. Um, and then I got a PlayStation and that's where I like. Oh, OK, cool. That stayed. altered your trajectory so, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm so excited to get into that a little more with you later. It's been a game that has been threatened by other people to bring on. I, I think specifically. Uh, when Johnny, yeah, well, when Johnny's because people sometimes when they're guests, a little mm-hmm. peek behind the curtain for the listener is that when we're when I'm chatting with a guest to come on, I usually you know advise like, hey, think of a few games just in case we've done one before, and so this one's been thrown out several times, and it mm. we we finally got our guest uh, who who's destined to bring it on. Okay. I was gonna say Johnny's Forest Bind was one person who was like, yeah, that makes considering sense. He's a big it. basketball head, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that being the case, we'll talk about that for the main event later. Uh, let's get into your general history with games. It sounds like it started with the, you receiving an NES or mm-hmm. did anything sort of precede that? No. Um, I have a very blurry memory that maybe I, when I was like four, I saw an Atari, but like, sure. I remember being like, <laughs> They're doing things on the TV. What is happening? Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, Nintendo was like the first foray, and it was just the uh, the Mario Brothers Duck Hunt for I don't know mm. how long, um, and then got into. And I mean, I'm 
seven or eight years old, maybe. Um, At this time. Yeah. So yeah. like really got into uh, my brother and I would just get into all of the standards, bases loaded, um, blades Ooh. of steel, ice hockey, which are all like games that I considered for this. Yes. Um, RBI baseball. Um, really like, oh, bionic commando. Like, a, like there's mm-hmm. a really wide variety. My, uh, my mom got into like, uh, there's a game called Vegas stakes, which is a casino game. Um, sure. And when we got the super Nintendo, we found her one that was a casino, like another casino game. And it's oh. something that I truly think to, is missing today is like a kind of semi plot driven casino game. Cause these games would be, you wouldn't just go up and like play slots. Like you yeah. playing blackjack and then like an NPC would come up and be like, hi, uh, you look very interesting. Um, would you like to buy this watch? And then you can either buy it or not buy it. And then, if you buy it, you'll play a hand of like blackjack and uh-huh. then somebody will come up and it'll be like either a policeman to be like, there are, there are people, con, con men running around selling <laughs> fake watches. And then it'll be like, oh no, I lost $500. Or someone else will come up to you and be like, ooh, that's a great watch. Could I buy it for $1,000? Like there's nothing like that now Whoa. to my knowledge. And I think like that kind yeah. of game is like very cool because you kind of like through those games, it's always a a common thread of like you start out being like let's go to las vegas and then you like get invited to like the more exclusive high dollar casinos and stuff um that's so yeah, interesting so it's yeah. not just like a simulation of like you know different gambling games i yeah. guess there's uh, like plot yeah yeah oh it's great that, it's funny my dad well i grew up as well with an nes because my parents had one when i came uh, you know just arrived on this earth and yeah. My dad had a game similar to that. I'm after we wrap up today, or maybe on the break, I'll yeah. look because I have the box for it still, and it it's something along those lines. So if it's Vegas Stakes, I'm gonna have to find a way to play. I it. think Vegas Stakes is the Super Nintendo one. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and then the Nintendo one was called something else. I don't know. I don't necessarily think they're the same company. Oh, sure. Um, but they're like the same type of game. Um, okay. That was just like yeah. Oh, do find it, and I wanna I wanna know if you found it because. Um, also like if you have like any kind of like emulator thing, you could definitely find it. And I would, Oh, I bet. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, it's just great. And then just the backdrop of like playing poker, you know, like yeah. you know, all that other kind of stuff. It's really fun. So that is fun. Yeah. Um, so you, you've named a few standouts on the, on, on this NES. Do you remember mm-hmm. like anticipating the SNES? Yes. Um, and it wasn't, uh, it was just because it was like, oh, there's like new shinier stuff. Yeah, and uh-huh. also at this point, um, you know, I had just loved the Nintendo. And at the time, there's also arcades around. Yeah. So like there was kind of this um, almost kind of like a race to see like which gaming company would put something out that would like get to as good as arcades. For you sure. Know what I mean. Um, and like, I remember just being like, wow, everything's shinier. And like, I think like the first game that like made me go, holy crap was uh, donkey Kong country. Oh, okay. And like yeah. rare and just how rare did stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so like, I just knew that I was just like, oh wow, this will just be like prettier and better. And the sound will be better. And like the super Nintendo might be my favorite system. Yes. Um, yeah. Cause I, I mean, we're getting into like 
teenage years, like early teens and like just so many different games that were just like up like Mortal Kombat 2 on the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. was like another one that I almost mentioned. Um, yeah, that was one uh, I did. I loved the only Zelda game I played was A Link to the Past. Love that. Yes. Um, We've talked about that a little bit out like on the ball field, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's come absolutely. up a few times. I don't yeah. know if you had like been diving back into it or what, but oh, oh well, I, I did. About... Um, I still have my original cartridge, the game that I had, but the yes. the battery's dead. Mm. Um, and I think you said you could help me. So like, if I ever start the game in my the, my original Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. which I still have, by the way, too, Ooh. and it's the one that uh, has like the yellowing problem, like the yes. bleach in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> like I have one of those. So if oh, I ever great. see like uh, like anything where there's like a Super Nintendo and like an Onion article or a meme or something, if they do that bleaching, that means that you know, because yeah. that I that was such a funny like phenomenon that like that just happened yeah um, like got cert- discolored like a over certain time line of of them um did, yeah i don't remember if it was like a material switch or something but um yeah and then that's like where like arcade like ports started to happen yeah um and where you really started to see like the capability of those machines and everything um and just there are just so many great games and at this point we're also renting games and stuff like that so just yeah. getting to try stuff um and like uh oh i got into street fighter 2 um that was Speaking really johnny fun. that was johnny's pick oh was it yeah turbo i don't know if he specified i mean how could you Turbo's the <laughs> i don't know one how I've, many yeah i've actually played i have turbo because it's on the snes mm. classic but when i bought my super nintendo in the year 2019 <laughs> um it one of the games it came with was street fighter 2 alpha Oh, yeah. Okay. So strangely, I, that's the only actual hard copy of a Street Fighter game that I have. Wow. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, And then, you know, like it was I had like friends, too, and some friends had Super Nintendos, some had Sega. And like, you know, like when the Genesis was around, then like, you know, the Sega kids were like, ha, we get the blood with Mortal Kombat. You don't. Yeah. Um, you get the green. But w- like the graphics were better on the Super Nintendo version anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you. but then I think you could get it like there was a code where you could tint it, but the fatalities were different. I don't remember. Um, huh. Yeah. So but then it was like either people had Sega or Super Nintendo for the longest time. I just I loved that machine so much. I thought it was the best. Um, and I mm. loved like the packaging for the games. I thought that was great. I loved opening them up. I loved the instruction booklets. Yeah. Um, all of that. And then. The Nintendo 64 came around and I just kind of latched on to GoldenEye and oh. um but more so the wrestling games that were on it. Um, oh my goodness. Those, so are you a No Mercy guy or what? Yeah, No Mercy because I think yeah, that was the last one so that technically was like the most like kind of polished and like more mm-hmm. kind of deep one. Um but yeah, I I mean the WCW NWO one was great like the starter and then was it WrestleMania 2000? I think um, maybe. Yeah, and uh, those were like the game. I, I, it's like a total, total generation that I just like didn't really get into, and I think part of it was because I didn't like the controller. Yeah. Um, and the like I don't three pronged trident. Yeah, and then like <laughs> the kind of button setup on the right, I didn't like, and like I figured, I felt like 
the games that I were playing, I was like, there's, pr- there has to be something that utilizes this great. And I just like, I tried enough and I was just like, yeah. And then the PlayStation came out and I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, yeah. And the PlayStation I loved, I loved that. Uh, Speaking of out, which, yeah. what are some PlayStation titles that like, uh, you remember fondly? Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, um, Metal which Gear. Was two discs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, a very long line of um, football games, mm-hmm. uh, both like and also like going back to Super Nintendo, like all the Madden or like the EA games, like the NHL games. Love those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but then there was a, um, there was another there was a different f- uh, company for the PlayStation that made NFL games. I forget what they were called and they were great, but they were, there was Madden. And then there was also this lineup. Games. Okay. I forget what it was called. Um, but it was great. It was, and my friends and I played that a lot. It was a very, very, what the heck was that game called? Gosh, I wish Summon I knew. Will, someone will come up. With, oh, game day. I think it was called. Okay. Um, and they had like a lot of, like a lot of those sports, uh, kind of like companies, like they would make college ones too. Yeah. Or they just like was the same game, but they just, did the uniforms and they had a, a they made a college game this this company that made uh, game day and that one had like all like of the fight songs in the colleges and stuff oh. like that and like all of the it was a they were great games um what else did i play on the playstation you have a fun mix though of like like a, an experience that sort of speaks to more of my earlier gaming where I was playing, you know, I almost said actual video games, but like <laughs> non-sports titles. And then yeah. I also like, which makes sense because we're both, you know, we're both, we play sports. We love sports. Yeah. I love digging into a, a sports game that just really hits in the right way. I mean, yeah. of course, like I'm, pr- I'm jumping the shark here, but w- Super Mega Baseball is a game that oh, we baby. both really enjoy. Mm. So that I means we can see that lineage, but. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And that's like where I feel like so many games from that time. Sorry to cut you off. Like, no, you're good. Especially like the Super Nintendo, Nintendo era. Not to sound like an old person, <laughs> but I feel like they just figured out the nuts and bolts of like what make those games great mm-hmm. and fun to play. I mean, I didn't even mention Tecmo, like the football uh, yeah. games, especially Super Tecmo Bowl. Um, like those were just like very simple. And like today, like when I like I. Every time I try to play MLB The Show, it's just like baseball simulator and I don't, ugh, yeah. it's just too much. And Super Mega Baseball is like very, very simplified while also like just being an all around great game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think I, uh, a big part of like kind of a weird part of my life is uh, I enlisted in the Coast Guard and I, uh, yeah. I kind of like fell off the face of the earth with a lot of stuff. I didn't like keep up with TV. I was on ships all the time. So like I didn't keep up with TV shows. I didn't mm-hmm. really watch sports anymore. Uh, like I just kind of like fell off. And then I think I like picked up a used PlayStation two. Um, uh-huh. and I liked a few games on there, like a grand theft auto Vice city. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I remember trying the Sims and being excited for it and hating it. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and this by that is while point, you're in the Coast Guard. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I played, uh, I was on, I was on a ship that, uh, 
would go out for three to six months at a time. Um, yeah. and I was lucky enough to have a room, um, that I split with three other people. And, but like at the end of my bed or what they call a rack on a ship, um, I was able to have like a little TV and I brought okay. my PlayStation with me. So I was able to kind of really dive deep into a, like a lot of games because I'm out in the middle of the ocean. I can't yeah. do anything else. Like we didn't even have internet, you know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. it was like, I've read enough books. I've worked out enough. I've watched enough movies. Like this is the next thing. And I remember I had one friend who like got totally sucked into Morrowind on the Xbox. Oh yeah. Um, and like he would like get up, go to work and then immediately go back into his room and just play that. And wow. Um, and one of my favorite kind of gaming memories in general was like people had like Xboxes and there were a few nights where we would be out in the middle of the ocean and we would go out on the mess deck where everybody ate the lunchroom, let's say, and we had TVs there and we set up LAN um, Halo matches. Oh, man. And like we everybody just piled into the room and like we would play and like it was funny to be like in like a military uniform <laughs> where there are like people that yell at you all day and everybody's like chuckling around and like laughing and like, yeah, the new guys like beating the old guys, you know, stuff like that, like very <laughs> weird camaraderie type stuff um but uh that was like a good thing to keep me company as well i never really got into handhelds outside of a game boy um game boy was the uh the only thing i ever won uh out of like the back of a magazine like a a sweepstakes uh boy's life magazine i i remember i was like maybe like 10 or 11 years old and i was like oh like my mom's like send this in and i did and a box came up like six weeks later, six to eight weeks later. And um, it was a Game Boy and it had uh, Tetris in it and it had um, Yoshi's Cookie as well. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So I had like a, a Game Boy for free. Like, I, yeah, crazy. That's amazing. Um, I, like, yeah. this might be too far back, but do you did you know you won or did it just show up? It just showed up. There wasn't like any like... <laughs> like nothing in the mail like yeah. i didn't get a postcard or anything it just like showed up and then like there was a letter in there that said like mm-hmm. that i won but yeah there was no word um yeah the like i i won something out of the back of a magazine of sweepstakes and it was That's a so board. funny was you're just proof that it's possible out there folks so for truly enter sweepstakes enter yeah. sweepstakes people for all um, six of you who still have magazine subscriptions <laughs> it's really you you have a good chance here um i had game pro magazine for a minute Oh, because um, I interesting. was very excited about that kind of stuff. Um, I not to yeah. I won't give anything away, but to uh, to preview or tease a little bit your uh, fact to you by your game segment later. I'm pulling something fu- from GamePro. Oh wow! Like an That's old GamePro edition. Yeah. yeah. And I think like also having that. I think it was because in Little League, um, <laughs> you know. Back in the 90s, they would just send kids out to try to sell magazine subscriptions. Yes, yes. Uh, And uh, so, like, I would do that. And, like, because I had that, like, it was something where if I heard if I hit a certain tier, I was able to, like, have a magazine subscription. So I Mm -hmm. got that. Oh, that was like something that, like, I was just reading about, like, new games coming out and everything, just like getting very excited. I remember when the I brought the Mortal Kombat to, like super nintendo one to mm-hmm. school like <laughs> got to school like in line i was like guys luck luck and it was like i remember because i had raiden on the cover mm-hmm. um and it was like a big like monumental deal because also it was gonna have blood um yeah and like it looked great you know um 
So, yeah, I loved having that magazine. I think it was like something that like kind of going like if I shoot forward now, I don't keep up too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I do to a degree, but like I'm more interested in like things coming out and the production and in that's involved with them and the music and stuff and not necessarily like sitting down and being like, oh, I want to play this. Sure. Um, Yeah. More of the process. Yeah. And I think like to a degree, I don't necessarily watch like people stream but Mm -hmm. i do like if i'm sitting in a room with somebody and they like they're playing a game they like i i like that that's a good okay cool um so yeah but i i i like game pro is like very cool and um to like go back to like arcades and stuff uh which is where i first fell in love with nba jam Mm -hmm. um i would uh my dad would sometimes um like have to go into work on like a Saturday. So he'd take me and he worked in, he was a recruiter for the Coast Guard, believe it or not. Um, hmm. And he worked in like a, a, like a shitty mall and in that shitty mall. Cause you know, there's like recruiting offices. all. Is it like thing. a, was it like a strip mall? Pretty, it was like a mall, but it was like the dirt mall in town. This is Montana, Billings, Montana. Oh. Um, so there's like the good mall and then the dirt mall. Gotcha. Um, and um, so like, he would be like, and again, it was the nineties. Um, you know, he'd go do his work and he would give me like $5 and I'd go to the arcade. But on the oh. way to the arcade, I would go into a, this Albertsons that was in that mall and I would go to the rack and I'd look at like the latest gaming magazines. Mm-hmm. And this is where I learned like Mortal Kombat 2 fatalities and stuff like that. And like, oh. so I would like I'm like 12 years old and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do Scorpion today. Okay. That's how he does this, this, this. And then I would like memorize it. And then I'd walk over to the arcade and pump quarters in it and play as Scorpion. Yes. Um, and that was like a, that was, I did like every few weeks, like we would do that. And it was like a fun thing again, by myself in a mall. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, I loved doing that stuff. I thought it was so fun. Um, that's yeah. that's awesome uh I, I would love to ask about your like i don't need us to catch up quite to where you are now with gaming at the moment i will ask about that but between this like coast guard ps2 era for yeah. you do you remember like some standouts um after those years yeah. uh or if you got back into gaming at all or not yeah yeah um i started going to school while i was still in the coast guard college and um in doing that, um, and when I got out, I just went to college full time and worked pretty much full time also. Um, and I got that GI bill. Um, so I, I had to have a, uh, like a desktop, com- desktop computer for school. So I got hmm. one, but I wanted to like try that out gaming as well. Oh yeah. So I, um, I played the first call of duty with my brother and I really credit gaming to like my brother and I getting close cause we were playing like multiplayer together and like oh, just wow. talking you know what i mean because um this is like right around when like texting's starting so like there wasn't like a lot of that so like we really kind of like got closer playing together um and i ventured into pc a little bit but i also like couldn't go backwards with it mm-hmm. um i love like backwards compatible with like older games yes so like i oh, okay. loved half-life 2 i loved oh. counter-strike source I tried to play Half-Life and I was like, this is rough. Like, you know, <laughs> maxing it out. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, but then I really got into, um, it was just the perfect type of this type of game, RTS. I really got into the uh, Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth games. Oh, yeah, I know um, those. Those were 
awesome because those were part of I think they were part of that like time when EA had the license to the films. Mm-hmm. So like there was kind of like some side scrolly hack and slash games on the Xbox, I think. Um, and they uh, they were also like so like you had like Ian McKellen as Gandalf, like, oh, you know, like all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, I'm this sorry, was is part he of here it. right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So he, uh, so those, those, the, those games were great because I never played RTS games. I, I, I liked the theory of them, but like I don't, I kind, I don't need like the minutia of like, well, you have to get a hundred grain to make to update the mill, and then after the mill is updated, then you can get more soldier. I don't like need all of that. I just want to sure. get to like. Right after that, where we get into the fighting and, and everything. And I, I love that game. I thought it was so great. And I I had like a little bit of time where I was like into the PC games just because. But I, I fell off because it was like every like eight months you had to update your graphics card for some new game and stuff like that. Um, I loved the second Call of Duty and then fell off with that. And then I, I had a roommate who was like kind of in like he was the person I would watch play games. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we lived together and we land together battlefield 1942 and would just waste time like as two different giant armies fighting each other. Um, yeah. And then after that, uh, I jumped to Xbox with the 360. Um, Okay. And it was only because I had a friend who produced a gaming, um, like, esports kind of thing in the okay. midwest and like i worked an event with him and i was like hey you have like xboxes right like you could sell me one for like nothing <laughs> i had no money and he was like oh yeah and like i think he sold them to like i bought two of them uh it was like 50 dollars a piece and it came with everything and Whoa. i sent one to my brother so then we continued to game this one. oh that's sweet because um, like we were both like kind of like a drift as far as like gaming and stuff um yeah so then 360 was uh, Battlefield 3. Loved that. That was another one that I almost did. A um, lot of shooters. Uh, I loved Borderlands 2, having mm-hmm. never played Borderlands, uh, the first one. Okay. Um, Red Dead Redemption. Loved that. Um, yeah. And I, I really liked the Halo games up until like 3. I kind of fell off after that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then the PS4 came out and Battlefield 4 um and uh <sighs> Ghost of Tsushima, loved that oh, one. Oh yeah. Um what else? There's a bunch. It sounds uh, like you've like Diablo 3. Oh Oof. yes. Oh Love yeah, I forgot game. you you're a Diablo 3 um, person. I've seen you play yeah. that on Switch. I like yeah, and I, if I yeah. log on and you're there. Yeah, yeah. It's I that's like a that's one where um, that was the game that motivated me to get a switch when it when they announced that they were going to release it. Oh, OK, because um, I was traveling for work a lot at the time and it was something where or at least before that. And I something happened with air travel where I would I couldn't like fall asleep anymore, but I also couldn't focus on what I was reading. So mm-hmm. like a video game is a perfect way to like burn away that time while also yeah. like kind of like having an excuse to play a game. Totally. Um, so yeah, I got that and like, yeah, but I first played it on the PS4. I kind of started doing a thing of like getting a lot of PS4 games I loved on the switch. Okay, like sure. Um, I just started doing that recently, which is really fun. Um, 
yeah, I kind of like really, oh, The Division. I really mm-hmm. liked that. Uh, Division 2, which I kind of like fell back into recently. Uh, and I have no clue what's going on. It's like, it's one of those, do you ever play? You don't play a lot of shooters, right? Not a ton. I yeah. can occasionally get into one though, but yeah. I haven't played that. That one is one of those ones. I just like the way that it's played. Like the gameplay mm-hmm. is like really great. Um, but it just has all of these currencies and like armor sets and all of this other stuff that like I just can't. Yeah, it's not I'm not doing this. Um, uh-huh. And like now I have a PS5 and I got Baldur's Gate and I don't Ooh. know. If, I don't know if I have the right brain for that game. oh sure um but just because there's so much and like i think like there's something where the older i get i think i'm less up for a learning curve yeah um mm-hmm. i love the far cry series because you don't have to relearn anything yeah um and like a lot of kind of sequel games like that like like uh super mega baseball didn't have to relearn anything for that uh and uh borderlands don't have to learn anything relearn anything for that um, but every so often I'm up for it. Like Ghost of Tsushima, I was another one that I would have talked about, um, but I came to very late. Yes. If anything, the games that you're supposed to play, I come to late. Oh, um, I yeah. can relate to that big time. So, yeah. And it's not something where I don't necessarily keep up and I don't. Um, it's again, like I'm more so like, oh, wow, look at this trailer for this game and just how far everything's being pushed or like listen to the score listen to the voice acting listen to the sound um or just like how polished everything looks or how like little beard hairs are all looking different and stuff Mm -hmm. like how shinier the helmets are um that's like more of what i'm into and then i just kind of crawl back to like the games that i like kind of core play and i don't i i venture out but i'm like I don't know. I I don't want to be that person. So your recommendations, I'm looking forward to to see if um, those <laughs> click because I don't want to like be that like like almost like your parents with music, but it's this, yeah. and I'm gonna yes. well, it's not it's not RBI baseball, so it's dog shit. You know, I don't want to totally want to be that person. So yeah, um, yeah, I I do want to like venture out. Um, oh my god, I mean, I I completely didn't even mention the Fallout games, which was another one that oh. was that was number two. Um, that was like the runner up, uh, Oh, really? Wait, is there one that you're like most fond of looking back Four, um, only because I felt like it was the most like rounded, even though a lot of people didn't like the story, but three was like my gateway into it. Okay. Um, and it was only because that roommate that I had, I watched him play it while I would like study Mm -hmm. and I would just be in the room and then he would just kind of tell me what's going on. And then finals, finals are over. Let's give it a shot. And then yeah. just like I'm stuck on the couch, like playing that game. So Ooh. three was like the the gateway. Um, and like I very much um, I lucked out. There's a, a great indie uh, gaming store called World 8 here. Have you ever been there? I have. Yeah. I've been to the um, one on Vermont. Yeah. I, uh, I walked in there once um, in December looking for a Christmas gift and they had like this sale going on and it was you, there was just that day was used consoles and I got the Xbox series S for very, very cheap. Like it was criminally cheap. Um, and I knew that they had like the game pass. I was like, screw it. Like it's still like kind of lockdown pandemic. This isn't great. Mm -hmm. Um, this is just another thing to do. And since it's a game pass, it's like the price of one game and I can go back and like play those halo games or everything else that I missed and like just mm-hmm. kind of dip my toe in a lot of stuff. So I got one of those as well. Um, and since like that Bethesda thing happened, which is another thing that I kind of like, 
I'm also kind of intrigued by is like the same thing with like studios, like for film and TV, but then also like record labels and stuff like game studios, especially with what's going on now. And I do not stay abreast of everything that's going on. Yeah. Like just to see how things shift and how there are these like big ways of things in that industry, which for all intents and purposes is the entertainment industry that I work in. So like, it's something that I'm like very drawn to. So like, to see how these kind of companies like shift around and stuff like that. So Microsoft buys Bethesda and I think they recently did another one, Activision or something. So like yes. all of the Bethesda games are on the Xbox. So I can at least go back and play Fallout 3 that way. I mean, I can mm-hmm. buy it on the PlayStation, but I'm very much also becoming like a physical media person. Oh yeah. So Me too. because like your digital library doesn't it's, it's mean it's temporary. always going to be there. Yeah. Um, so like I really kind of like I don't think I'm going to like start hoarding game cartridges or anything like that. But like, you know, when you can't play something old that you want to play just because like the licensing expired or they just don't want to put it out, whatever it is like that sucks, you know. Yeah. And it's something that like um, like in, in the when we were warming up talking about or whatever, when we started kind of getting set up, like we talked about um like uh what is it uh, uh emulation and like stuff yes. like that like that's just kind of like sure there's the any sort of argument of it being like well you're downloading illegally piracy da 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 it's like well there's no way to preserve these things like so you have to do that otherwise mm-hmm. you have like i have a zelda cartridge that has a battery dead like you know what i mean like that kind of yes. stuff and that stuff's not going to last for forever so like if you're not going to put that out for people to like enjoy the same way that a library has books or a, a video rental place, which is few and far between like, yeah. they, like a library of those things. Like if mm-hmm. you don't have that, then it just like, it's just not a part of life and that's insane. Yeah. Um, so like that kind of stuff, Preaching like where you choir. kind of have to do these hopscotchy things. Well, I want to play fallout three, so I'm going to do it here. And yeah. Um, yeah. And here we I'm, are. Well, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Like big time. I think there was a study that came out this last year about how something like 80% of games have already been lost to time. I might be totally misquoting the percentage, but that so much has been lost to time because it hasn't been preserved. Because these companies don't always have like an incentive to preserve it outside of reselling it to you um well yeah it's content it's not yeah. you know a piece of art or anything and there's but then there's also things like that atari graveyard thing yeah it's like all you know like uh yeah it's it's really it sucks i mean and that just extends to everything else that we mm-hmm. do in our lives like involving what we do comedy and film yeah tv and everything else like it really it's not fun no it's um, all it's it's, it's yeah. all connected i feel like there was so much that was Relevant, especially this last year during the different like union strikes in Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. how now like they they'll f- there'll be whole seasons of TV that are filmed that the that the studios can just cancel and write off, and it's yeah. it's such a it's a bummer on many many levels. Um, Truly, yeah. yeah. Uh, what I great. wanted to ask you, uh, sort of as we close out this segment, is has there been a game? that is new to you recently that you've been just like absorbed by, or is there anything that you're looking forward to coming out in the future? Mm. 
you know, uh, going back to uh, the kind of uh, Switch uh, older games, also there are a lot of games that I like never got around to. Yeah. And also, I truly, I that whole kind of thing I was talking about with like PCs and like going back to older things, yeah. I kind of have a rough time with that with like older games, even older games that I love. Because I think after a while, your memory of them is a little different. You kind of soften it up. And then like when you go back and play like, battle toads you're like this is impossible yeah <laughs> like and yes. i bought this or like getting past like the seaweed level in the first like nintendo uh ninja turtles yeah like, yep um, famous so like um but like there is like a point where i can kind of like zero in on and i loved um arkham asylum Mm. And I got on the Switch like the Batman bundle and I'm playing Arkham City, which I only started and I played for like 30 minutes. And then I think I had a move or something and it was like my roommate's game. So like I didn't play oh. it, but I was like, oh, uh, I really loved Arkham Asylum. I really, really liked it. So like I got it just recently and now I'm kind of like ah, uh, very <laughs> like captivated by it because I just I never played it. Um, yeah. And there's either. something um, that. Uh, not to sound like a uh, a so-and-so, but um, there's a thing that I, I heard uh, Guillermo del Toro say in an interview. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about films. And um, some he asked him, like, oh, what are some of your favorite older films? Um, and he, he his response was, oh, there aren't um, old films or new films. There's just films I haven't seen yet. Um, hmm. so like kind of go through that lens, like with gaming, like that kind of thing of like thinking of it like an, as an older game, but also like kind of like how, especially with like shooters, for example, like how the controls have kind of like coalesced into like one control style over sure. the years. Like, and I think like call of duty kind of standardized that and like halo did, but then like one system would, or one game would have like the grenades on the right or the other one have it on the left, like that kind of stuff. But now it's like all kind of the same. And now like they've incorporated the, the slide, you know, uh, into like so that many kind games. Of, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's funny because like when I got the Xbox and I go back to play old halo games, I would think that I could do halo three oh, yes. stuff in Halo in the first halo and you can't, and it seems very rigid for a minute. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, so that's kind of like what I'm getting at with like yeah. going back to like older games. But this one, like I very much like also just to kind of see it ported to the Switch. What did, what was that? Like around the Xbox 360 PS3 time? Is that the Batman, the Arkham series? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to say it was like PS3, Xbox 360 into the next generation yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I like hard, I basically never played it. And I like, I remember just finishing Arkham Asylum being like, oh, wow, that was awesome. And then yeah. going into that and then just like falling off the face of the earth with it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that like probably is like I'm okay, really looking cool. forward to it. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. I, you know, as someone who like I try to keep up with certain games, especially, you know, working in, you know, video game content creation. I, I like to yeah. stay abreast when I can. But half of my gaming, if not more, is like retro titles whether I'm revisiting an old favorite or playing one for the first time. So I can totally relate to that. Um, yeah. Phil, I'm sure there's just like a mountain more that we could have discussed. It's truly like I didn't ex I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect just like the uh, depth of all the stuff you had to share about. Um, we really just scratched the surface. I really uh, prattled on there too, yeah. Um, hey, it's what I asked <laughs> thank for. Thank you for humoring you know? me, yeah. 
You bet. <laughs> um, that being the case, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll uh, talk about all things NBA Jam Tournament Edition. So I'll see you on the other side. Jeremy. Greetings, Commander Connor. And I'm Otacon. We are here to spread the news about our Mass Effect Games Club on patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Whether you're Aquarian, Solarian, or Vegetarian, you can play along with the show as we cruise through Mass Effect 1 and discuss our journey on a new podcast episode every Friday. You can listen to the entire thing by supporting us at the $5 DJ Toad tier and above at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Call me a paragon or renegade. If you're nasty. Hey guys, look. Here comes Garrus. He's so hot. Why don't you try and romance him? Here he comes now. Hello, humans. Something smells a little funny. It's piss. I'm sorry. Yuck. Well, Otacon, it was worth a shot. Who could have predicted that? Check out the Mass Effect Games Club over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Welcome back to Call Me by Your Game. Myself, your host, Connor McCabe, is still here with our guest, Phil Del Costello. Hello, Phil. Hi. Hi, hi. Finally, we'll get into the fun main event. Um, as I I may or may not have told you, I'm going to do a little table setting for the listener about NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Um, just like laying out basically what the game is exactly, even though it's probably pretty well known at this point but if you want to jump in at any time to add facts before we talk about your personal history you got the green light okay love it great awesome here i go without further ado nba jam tournament edition is an updated version of nba jam that originally was released in uh in the arcade version so the version that we're going to get here at least one of the versions we'll hear from uh phil about uh, was the first version of this. Uh, it included updated rosters, new features, and Easter eggs combined with the same gameplay of the original. Um, and uh, there was actually uh, original music created for this game that replaced the original NBA Jam music. Teams now consisted of three players, although, like, traditionally, you can only have two on the court at the same time, even though the rosters had three. Um, there were a ton of updates. This is sort of from all accounts viewed as like the definitive edition of the original NBA jam as you know, there've been a couple other editions throughout the years. Uh, but yeah, this was an incredible success. Uh, it would eventually be ported, um, to a bunch of consoles, including the super NES, the Genesis 32 X game boy, game gear, Sega Saturn, PlayStation Jaguar, uh, and uh, the PlayStation port serving as uh, a North American launch title for the system, which is crazy. Um, crazy. Yeah, this, this is an incredibly successful game. Um, let's see, uh, first released in 1993, uh, like I said, uh, the designers were Mark Turnell, uh, who we're going to hear from a little bit uh, later, published uh, and developed by Midway, also published by Acclaim. But yeah, huge game. Um there are many, many details we could talk about. Phil, as far as yeah. just like basic table setting goes and the information we need to know about this game, um, is there anything you want to share before we hop into your history? That was great. That was a pretty good um, <clears throat> pretty good background in it. Um, we'll not it. that I'm I'm any sort of uh, 
you know, historian on it, but oh, um, I'm a I'm a little uh, a slut for approval, as they say. So okay. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, um, that's great. Um, so someone the, behind you might be trying to get your attention. <laughs> yeah, <that's my> wife. <laughs> it's okay. We're clear. It's okay. I think it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I remember like one of the big things was that was a midway game, which was also. Mm-hmm the company that made Mortal Kombat and they had yeah. like a lot of tie-ins with that, which was very fun. Um, like you could, um, I think in the arcade version, like, cause you could do like big heads and stuff like that. You could also be like Mortal Kombat characters. Like there were a few, like, yeah. the, like Scorpion and Sub-Zero and stuff like that. So like, that was like a fun kind of crazy detail. And then it does get into, cause I, I read into this a little bit a while ago and like, it does get into that kind of like, brand studio stuff that we were talking mm-hmm. about where acclaim went one way and midway went the other and i think acclaim kept nba jam and midway went and made nba hang time which was a very very similar huh. game with like a couple of like other like um kind of like i remember you could do a spin move in that game oh um, and then yeah and then where I lost the thread was like when it got like next gen because I think they did like an Xbox 361 and then it like went beyond that and like they started going like 3D which like the 2D thing is where it's at yeah um, but yeah like those it was very funny and then like there are also like these little particulars with like the licensing stuff like Michael Jordan wasn't in the game mm-hmm. uh, Shaq was in the first version of the game but then they took him out. Um, so he's some, not in this edition. He's not in the original edition. No, Dang. Uh, Charles Barkley wasn't in it. Um, mm. But also he had his own game called Shut Up and Jam. Yes. <laughs> um, and also Jordan had uh, that like side scrolly platform. Um, I'll, I'll windy, tell uh, you now. Something in the Witty, uh, Danger in the Witty, Windy Ka- City. Or chaos like in that. the Windy City. Chaos in the Windy City. That yeah. is, uh, um, I'll get ahead of myself here by letting you know that's one of your recommendations uh, is, <laughs> is Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. And that's if like, yeah. I'll, I'll just tell you now, it's if like you really miss your Michael and you just need some Mike, that's going to be your recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I I also can tell you that I've beaten that game uh, really? as a child. Uh, yeah, and I remember <laughs> when it came out because I was like, what is this? And I remember he had like he could obviously palm a basketball. So like mm-hmm. his whole thing was like he had fire, a fire basketball and an ice basketball or something. <laughs> and it was like a platforming kind of yes. like game. So you would like throw these like basketballs at like. I forget what happens because like it's <laughs> I mean, it's he. I mean, he's found himself in this situation in Space Jam as well. Yes, uh, yeah. Like where he just kind of like goes into some alternate universe or whatever and he has to get his way out uh-huh. via basketball um, <laughs> <laughs> or a version of it. Um, and uh, yeah, so like he's such a complex like personality. Uh, if, if I think of it later, I'll get to it. But like, um, yeah, he's not in that game. And then um I know you're just talking about like the intro to the game, but like those kinds of things like really fascinated me because also EA Sports had Shaq because they okay. had a contract with him. So the, like their NBA uh, uh, games, they could uh, they they had Shaq. That was fine. Yeah. Um, so like their string of games had him. Um, and I always found that like very interesting, even though I was like, what, 12, 13, 14 sure. or whatever at the time. I was like, what does that mean? How come? He's a basketball player, but he's not in the game. What is that? You know, yeah, learning about all that being stuff. confused about that. So in, cool. for certain sports yeah. games. Yeah. And like to think about that, too, especially now, like, 
looking back to a game that's how old are we talking now oh uh 31 years 31 years old like to be to kind of look back now if you're like not familiar with that game you know who michael jordan is but then you turn on an nba basketball game and he's not on it yeah it's like how does that work like it's very very interesting how all of that kind of like turned up Mm -hmm. um so yeah you did a great job uh, cool (laughs) well hey the table set um you gave us a little preview earlier, mm. I believe by saying that your intro to this game, or at least the first time you played it, was in the arcade. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And I, um, they have, there's still like, I think like some, I mean, obviously there's like original like cabinets of that game around. And I think there's still one over at, by me and Echo Park here at uh, Button Mash. Oh, cool. Um, and I remember, like, especially when, specifically when the tournament edition one, because I love the first one, mm-hmm. when that one came out and, like, it just, like, the 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 sound and, like, how good it looked. But then also, like, and this is kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier about how seeing, like, in real time how, like, video game systems progressed and oh, got sure. better. So, like, one thing that I was, like, so captivated by was... Um, in the arcade, like the the commentator would say the players' names, and I was oh. like, "Oh my god!" Like because <laughs> that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen in the tournament in the Super Nintendo. Doesn't happen in any of the ports, and it didn't happen really at any point with any sports video game at that time anyway, because that was just way too much. Mm-hmm. And I think like and I think like the audio files were like a crazy format at the time because this is cartridges, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that, like I was so taken by like just hearing like Pippin, you know, like Rodman yes. driving up, you know, like that kind of stuff. I was like, so like, holy <laughs> crap. Good. Like, Oh yeah. Um, I also read a, an, uh, there's an article, an interview with the guy that is the voice, uh, in the oh. athletic, uh, and apparently like for the first game, he got paid like $850 to do uh, that job. <laughs> that checks out. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Which still today here, we, <laughs> you know, um, right. still fighting about the, the same strikes. fight. Yeah. Um, but, like, I was so captivated by, like, how – and, like, all the other kind of, like, games that I had mentioned, like, especially, like, Mortal Kombat or, like, Street Fighter or, like, when, like, uh, like Tekken or, like, Virtua Fighter came out to just see those things, like, happen in real time. Whereas, like, now, yes, I can tell the difference mostly between a PS5 and a PS4, but, like, eh, you know, yeah. definitely between, like, a PS3 and a PS5, but, like – Back then, it was like there were just these jumps. And you mentioned the 32X, which, like, I fully forgot about. Yeah. Um, And also see those kinds of, like, experiments come out and fail. Yeah. Like the 32X or the Saturn or the uh, – what's the other thing? another The Dreamcast. Oh, Um, yes. Then the – I remember I had a birthday party. I was like uh, 12, I think, and we rented a 3DO, which Panasonic made. Oh, my goodness. Um, which was discs. That was the first disc system I ever saw, <laughs> um, which like had uh, one of my going back, uh, one of my favorite Sega Genesis games. It had Road Rash on it. And it was oh, yeah. uh, like this 3DO version of Road Rash. So it looked awesome for the time. And like. I remember we rented it and like you go to a video rental store and like they give you this big briefcase with like foam <laughs> cutouts and it felt like you were 
I mean, you were you were basically borrowing somebody else's thing, but like to have like a peripheral that you brought home and then like pulled your big tube TV out and plugged in and everything else, like it was such a weird thing to me. Yeah. And also, it was like it cost a lot of money, but um, yeah. So like to see those things like advance and then like to see those ports where they're kind of like more or less like stepped down, but still mm-hmm. tried to like capture as much and to just see where they made sacrifices because like the super nintendo version which is the specific version that i more or less am more connected to given i mean even with the arcade one but um to see where like they would like there was still commentary but it wasn't the names and it was like you know boom shakalaka he's on fire that kind of stuff um was just like very interesting and then like the size of the players and the details and that kind of stuff and then like what they would bring over from like the arcade versions to that i just found that like very interesting yeah <laughs> here comes the cat um okay so now the party's really there we going go now on. it's time to, now it's time to hang um what's the cat's name by the way this one is called baby this is a rescue cat that we took in um that had quite a few health issues um and it's oh, basically wow. taken over the space that i'm in right now well, um, welcome but she's to the super pod, sweet. baby welcome to the pod baby <laughs> um Yeah, so um, when that one came out, and this is like where this is kind of like in the in the vein of your show, like where I'm like very connected to it was having GamePro magazine. um, It was like when the new one came out, it was a there was like a cover thing for it, and just like there was this whole article about like what they were bringing to the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and. I think I'm maybe in fifth or sixth grade at this point. Um, And I was just like, oh, my God, they're going to do it. I love sports. Like I at that point and like in the in the late 80s and just all the way through the 90s, I loved every sport there was Uh like everything was just like fucking killing it, like basketball, baseball, college sports, like Olympics was like awesome, like. Uh, football, like I really was like plugged into everything. Like I'd get home from school, watch Sports Center. Like I was so mm-hmm. into it. So like to have like my favorite game that was in the arcade, which also costs money every time you play yeah. it. Um, to have that like um, at home, I was just like, oh my god, I was I was so excited for that. So like that's so cool. Um, and I remember in the arcade version, I would still, to this day, I still do it where like when you're playing, you can put in your initials, but you can only do uh-huh. three. It's like how you sign in. And I would just do F-I-L for Phil. And I still <laughs> do that now. Um, and <laughs> so I, I, we're talking like 12 and I'm in my 40s now. So yeah. um, well, I, I, to relate to you on that, like mine have changed over the years. Mm. Like for a while, I think I would just put con, just C-O-N. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, yeah. No need and for ass. We don't need no, to. No, it's a family show. No, not it's at all. Uh, but I would do CSM because my middle name started starts with an S. Um, and then I stinky? think I. What'd you say? It's stinky. It's stink. Yeah, Connor stinky Connor McCabe. Stinky McCabe. Yeah. yeah, everyone always guesses that first, and yeah. it sucks because they're right. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? So- I think it's pretty good. Like you're a stinky guy. Like it. It fits you. I think. Oh, you know what? I can't shake it. It's just, it's, it's obvious. Uh, but actually, you know, I'll just take this time to brag and tell you my middle name is actually Savage, which is my mother's maiden name. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. 
uh, I think there was also a time where I would do Sav, like S-A-V, because uh, I was like really embracing that name. But all that being said is uh, I kind of took away from your story talking about inputting your name in that way. Oh, yeah. Um, so like when I got it for the Super Nintendo, I just kept doing it. Um, yes. But where like the kind of the story starts is like, yes, the Game Pro thing. But then um, I did this twice in my life for a video <laughs> game where I faked sick for school. <laughs> um, yes. So um, I knew it was coming out. And uh, what I did was, uh, and all this is definitely not a time for. There she is. <laughs> this is definitely not a time for like, there wasn't a time like during there was pre-orders or anything like that. Sure. So like, I remember my mom was like, I'm going to go run some errands. And she knew that I wanted the game and knew when it came out. I also like saved up money for it. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is like, this is a cartridge game. And to look back now, it was like $65, $70. Yeah. That's still the same price for a game now. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting when like people kind of complain about it's like, that's what it like gas doesn't do that. Like nothing does that. Like no, no entertainment medium does that where it like yeah. stays the same price, especially what's so funny to consider. Obviously there's a wider reach, but like mm -hmm. the, the production of them and everything definitely costs way more money. Absolutely. Um, and then yeah. the promotion of them and everything else. Um, but I knew it was coming out. So I gave my mom the money. I wrote down the game and I said, can you get this for me? Yes. And then I called in sick. <laughs> she didn't know. <laughs> oh, so no when way. she came back, just she there. had the game and I was at home like, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you got it. You know, and <laughs> I remember <laughs> the box, the box. I remember because like the Super Nintendo, I love the packaging for the Super yeah. Nintendo. I remember the box because it was also like wrapped in cellophane. So like it just felt like and it yes. had the 3D logo for NBA Jam. It's just there chunky and it looked so great. And then you turn it over and it's got all the new features and everything. And I called in sick to school to do this. Yes. And I cracked it open and I just started hammering away at it. And I was just so in love with every part of the game. Again, going back to just like loving sports and then like seeing what they did and seeing who the lineups were, because mm -hmm. I think there might have been a little bit of change between the arcade and the platforms. Oh, sure. Wrong. But also they added stuff, which I also looked up because I knew that they did, which is very, very funny. They added um, they did like a big head thing, but it wasn't like terribly big and detailed or rendered because also mm -hmm. like none of the that was another thing, like talking about sacrificing in the port was like on the uh the arcade like they looked like the players huh. um but like on the platforms no they just were like <laughs> like faces and then dots like yeah you know um more or less but like in the hairs the hair was you know accurate but you could be bill clinton and hillary clinton that's and you could right be, you could be al gore but not <laughs> tipper gore she was i don't think she was in the game no and there were a Didn't bunch of those cut. other kind of random things so also my uh, game is connected to the Epstein list, which I think is like really fun to think about. If only we all could have our call me by. Is your that the game. first? Is that the first one on this show? You're the first. Folks. Congratulations. These are the days. And just when you thought you, there wouldn't be a standout moment, <laughs> you got this. Oh, also, Shaq had Shaq Fu. Oh, of course, game, yeah. Which what's with chaos. all these NBA players having these? Not, well, I guess Barclays on. was basketball, right? Yeah, Barclays was Shotgun basketball, Jam. but I think there was like punching, um, 
like a what double dribble and so on. Okay, um, cool. But that was another thing is like NBA Jam had all of those crazy dunks, the on fire mm-hmm. mode. You could there were no fouls. There's no out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are also like all these kind of fun. One thing was like because I had the first NBA Jam too. This one came out and they added a lot of stuff that you could like modify, like how the speed of the game, like oh. how fast the players moved and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, and then you could do hot spots, which was my favorite, which was like it would put um, it, periodically on either side of the court. It would put like a star that would okay. be a certain amount of points. So if you stood on top of that and shot it or maybe you started your dunk or layup from there, you would get that. So if it said five, Ooh. you shot it and you made it five points. And mm. that was a whole nother fun way to play the game, especially I don't. I, there might be a game back then that did such a thing where like it was like a straight up. I mean sure with the flippy dunks and stuff but like it was a, still a sports game that still had time and two pointers and three pointers and uh free throws that was it mm-hmm. but then this adding this was like a whole nother way to do it and it ended up like really kind of um shaping like the way like the game like the outcomes of the game especially like playing with friends and stuff like that oh i bet and then also you mentioned it in the uh in the opening but like there were like three players usually on each team. But then if you played a whole season with a team, you would often unlock another player on that team. Oh. So I would just like, I mean, I guess in the sense of like grinding, I would uh-huh. like just <laughs> like go through like, like with the Pacers, like teams I did, I never liked. And I would just like, just to see who was on it. Cause there was no way for me to find out. Sure. I couldn't like yeah. go to Google and like be like, is, is Scotty Pippen on the Bulls or I mean obviously was but like that kind of thing I like never did and totally. they also had a rookie team which had yes. Christian Leitner on it who was put on the dream team um That's right the year with like Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen and all those guys and it, like so they had all of these like fun little like additions to it while also st- just still being like going back to like the port thing fundamentally the framework was the same and it just like yeah. really it Everything I loved about the arcade one, like I wasn't even bummed out about the I mean, obviously the player names and all the other graphic stuff wasn't going to happen. I was just happy that like it wasn't clunky and it like worked and like my friends loved it. And since then, um, like, uh, is there something you want to interject? Oh, no. I mean, I have I have stuff to to ask you, but you're please continue because I'll I'll ask later. Well, like after that, like, um, you know, like I said before in the show, like I kind of progressed through the systems, but I still like would play that game. And that was one yes. of the ones that would like keep my Super Nintendo plugged in was oh, wow. NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Um, and uh, yeah, my also my mom, my mom, like did not object to me being home when she gave me the game. She's like, oh, you're sick. That sucks. Here's your game. Uh, not questioning <laughs> it at all. The other game was Metal Gear Solid. Um, oh, wow. And I okay. rented that game. And I, I rented it, and it was a place where if you rented it on Friday, you kept it for Saturday, Sunday, return it Monday. Okay. Normally, it was only one day. And I played the hell out of that game, and I almost beat it at Sunday night. And I was like, I have to beat it before I return it tomorrow, yeah. but I have school. So I called in sick <laughs> and beat Metal Gear Solid Dude. and then returned the game. Um, Worth yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, but then they, they got into... They made a college one called College Slam, which was like more or less the same thing with just mm-hmm. colleges. Uh, and then they got into like that hang time and then those next gen ones that I didn't really kind of like latch on to because um, I just like going back to like the uh, 
Blades of Steel or RBI Baseball or Bases Loaded. It was just like nuts and bolts. Like this is a great version of this kind yeah. of sport game. Um, and uh, I just like really latched onto it. And then just like how it didn't kind of progress afterward and like it did that brand split, I just kind of fell off. And then that was like the only game that I played. And then, oh, wait, no, ask me a question. Oh, well, I, I'm going to get into like, uh, I don't know if you've heard me ask people to scene paint, but I want to know what the Super Nintendo setup was like in whatever room in your house. And I want to like know these details of uh, where yeah. you were sitting and playing. Sure. So I had, uh, like I said, an older brother who's five years older than me. Um, so he's still living with us because he was, I think he would have been 17 at this time. But he was like, we switched rooms. We had a Whoa. bunk bed. We had a bunk bed. And for the longest time we had it. And then like he moved into the basement to have his like teenager basement. <laughs> Such a but teen we, yeah. troll going to the dungeon. Oh, it was the smallest room in the world. He's like, this is my space now. So, <laughs> so we, um, so I just had our room with the bunk bed in it. And then my dad had this old TV that he had from work um, that was like, throw it away. But he was like, it still works. So he just took it. Yeah, And it was one of those like uh, TVs with the uh, VCR built into it. Mm -hmm. And that's what my setup was on a oh. bookshelf. So it was just the Super Nintendo with that TV. I did. I mean, to have a TV in my room at that age that like I just I was so over the moon. Um, yes. Definitely didn't have cable hooked up. It was just for Nintendo. Um, yeah. And I would just like, and I, oh, I also had a, a Pittsburgh Pirates uh, beanbag. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, and so like I sat on that and like looked and just like played that game. Were and you I, a Pirates fan or you just happened to get I that? I was because at this point, um, like we're in like Bonds Bonilla kind of era. Gotcha. Um, which I was just, yeah. uh, oh boy. But I also just in general, like, I mean, the Atlanta Braves were killing it. Like, I mm -hmm. mean, it was, again, going back to like that time in sports was just so great. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so like I, I'm, you know, 12, 13, all the way up through like college too, because I brought that, like wherever I moved, I brought mm -hmm. that Super Nintendo with me and like would wow. play it. And like, um, there were like, it would be fun. Like there are some friends that like, I'm sure this happens to you all the time. Like some friends that like familiar with it. So like we'd play and we have great time. Some friends that were new, I would just like destroy them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I, my favorite, uh, teams, if that's one of your questions coming up, um, because again, we're two on two here. My favorite basketball team at the time was the Seattle Supersonics. Oh. So, um, I had, uh, so my start, you, you would start with generally you'd start with Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the, the third player, the alternate was, uh, Detlef Shrimp. Oh, um, which was Detlef a, Shrimp. a well-rounded player. So yeah. that was like my foundational team, but I also loved, um, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. Um, they had J.R. Ryder and Doug West. Um, <laughs> and another player, I forget right now, but like, I kind of like, obviously I have to, that was the one thing is like, because I wanted to see what the other, like the unlockable players were, I got to like sample every team. Yes. And I really kind of like, I mean, the general kind of rubric is basically like, you want a big person that can like block shots and dunk and then you also want like a passer shooter person is basically mm -hmm. how it would like break down all the time. Um, and there were so many like combinations in that game that was like that. Um, Carl Malone and John Stockton, mm -hmm. uh, Reggie Miller and the other guy, 
uh, <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> like there was yeah the other, other guy. guy. Um, uh, and I remember what like uh, I think when he got to Chicago, like Horace Grant was like more or less like the substitute for uh, Michael Jordan, Jordan because you had uh, Scotty Pippen and B.J. Yeah. Armstrong. Okay. Um, and this is all just off of my very hazy memory, but, um, and there were like all of those like fun pairings, um, through so many different teams that like, uh, it was like really fun to kind of like venture out and play those. And like, what's like today, the best adaptation of this game is called NBA playgrounds. Um, Oh, yeah. There's a sequel called NBA Playgrounds 2. It's made by 2K. And it's the closest thing um, that there is to this type of game. And I play that quite a bit. Um, Okay. That was like my my big like COVID game with like that kind of like kept my community together because all the people I played with like online were all like pretty much all UCB people on both coasts. And um, that was like the corner bar for me. And it really like kind of like really save the old noodle uh and we like we really got into it like so much and it was so reminiscent of nba jam that like it it really just like connected with me and it was so like fun to have more or less like an updated version to like play with friends that like we like we set up um we set up seasons we we set up playoff brackets um one guy uh went and found like a cheap like championship ring um (laughs) Uh, we played like two or three seasons, like, and it was also around the time when um, the Last Dance was coming out, like the mm-hmm. oh, Bulls yeah. documentary. So, like, because we're all like comedy people, like, we started like making videos like that that were like, you know, well, Yoni beat me this week, but I got Dom next week, and uh, you know, like, it was like, yes. and, it, and like, it was very stu- and like just doing those bits, and then like, as you know, like, when you play online and with friends you kind of get like your little lingo and your slang and everything oh, else for sure. we really like connected over that game and i made like i kind of like took the the video thing a little like crazy and that kind of became like my sourdough for like you know how people like during like lockdown were, like i'll make sourdough or like they got really into cocktails i got into making videos for this group of people that's awesome um, <laughs> and uh, it was so fun it was so fun um and uh i like went a little nuts with it but i learned how to like edit and shoot things better and like light things and kind of work on that stuff. Um, all with like a great supportive group of people while also competing with like one of like a version of like one of my favorite games of all time. So it really like when I was thinking about like games for the show, like that was like, I was like, Oh, well what got me into that whole like thing that kind of like saved my brain during like lockdown COVID was this playgrounds game. Yeah. And the first version of that was tournament edition, which I just, I really just wore out. Like, yes, ugh, just That's, one of the best. So a uh, playgrounds, I've got to keep an eye out for that. I think I've yeah. probably also seen that in your like recently played on, <laughs> on switch. <laughs> Very likely. Yeah. Did you ever, play... Oh, I have that on two systems too. Oh, okay. Um, now that's how you know you're a fan. Yeah. Yeah. There was a version. I, I have very limited experience with these early NBA jam games, but I, did get when they like remade nba jam in like 2009 yeah uh mm-hmm. i got the version for the weeks so unlike you i was a big wee head sure and i that's still a game that like within the last year i've gotten out with a friend and played on my wii oh like, i love that it's that's great. it's so much fun and there's, it was like 
there's something about sports games specifically, and I would say yeah. maybe fighting games too, where like there's just like if you know if you meet somebody that likes it or liked it and you play it and like you kind of like there's such a fun familiarity with it and like to Big time. Meet, especially somebody that's new in your life, if you kind of shared this experience oh. when you were much younger, I I it's really, really fun. So like to be able to do that is is great. I love that, the Wii one. It's like, wow. it's fun. You know, it, you do use motion controls and I think that this came out on the 360 as well, but like I, I had so much fun. Oh, it like, I loved cause it was Steph Curry's, I think rookie year. Oh, wow. And so I like to use the warriors cause it was Steph and Monta Ellis and they both could hit from three. So I loved just oh, like, yeah. just oh, you're zip one of those. around. That was one thing. It's like when yeah. you, when, when I would come across new people to play with, whether if it was like at a, you know, like a get together that I was at, or if I was like playing like the playgrounds game, um, like playing new people, it's like, how do they play? Do they yeah. balance it out where you like, you want the block guy and the, the three point or do like, do they just do shooting and like mm-hmm. stealing or like they do two big guys. So you can't even like get a shot off like that kind of thing. Um, it's like very fun. The same thing with like fighting games, how you can like, yeah, kind what's of their like, style. Who's their favorite person, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. Dang. So fun. Um, mm. So, Phil, uh, like, I feel like we've just gotten, you've given me so, I haven't had to ask for much because (laughs) you've provided so many more details than I really expected. But I do have a few more questions for you before we close this out. Sure. Um, The first of which is, like, you've given me great context. Is there any other, like, contextual details about the early days of playing this game or just, like, game details you haven't gotten to share yet? that you'd like to hmm um well yeah there was one thing that i really like uh thought was cool is that um i think and going back to like things like game pro there was like a set of like codes that you could put into this game for things like big heads Uh or uh uh bill clinton as featured on uh, the Epstein list. <laughs> is he? On, I think he is on the. I presume he's on the. I mean, they're in photos That's together. Just Come on, my insum- my yeah, assumption. yeah. There's no like, oh, you know. <laughs> but um, so you could do that. But then there was like there were other codes that you could put in that, and and the codes weren't necessarily like to give you an advantage. It was something that like impacted the game. So like, and one of my favorite codes, and I almost I feel like I could, if I turned on the game and I I like saw. The first thing that happens is the mid, I think the Midway logo comes up and then, or no, it's the Acclaim logo. Mm. And then a, a a player comes by across the screen and he's dribbling a basketball and he does a flip dunk and the commentary goes, he's on fire. And of then course. Uh, he's like slams a ball over the uh, Acclaim logo. And then Iguana, which was a game studio. Yeah. Um, their logo comes up and he he's dipped out in like a full on like basketball gear. <laughs> I feel like if I had that going, my chemical memory would go, oh, put in the code now. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, but there it's was one the code that I, candidate. <laughs> that I really loved. And I also was like, how does this work with the programming? Is this a glimpse into how they do it? You could put in this code where in there would be a lower, if you're looking at my screen, like in the lower third right here, if you put in this code, it would, every time you took a shot, it would give you the percentage of your chances of making. Oh, interesting. But it was only if you put in this code. So it was a fun way to like kind of figure out like, I mean, it was always at the peak of your jump, even Mm -hmm. with a playgrounds game. 
you're shooting, the peak of your jump is, jump is when you like let go of the button. But like to do it in like you know three pointers were a much lower percentage. And then like when you got closer to the hoop, and but that code right there was like so interesting to me because it like it showed, it was almost like a glimpse into how the game worked. Yeah, um, especially like the, for almost like the dice roll it's doing as you shoot. Yeah, sort especially of. for like what like 1993 or four or whatever when this came out, like to yeah. have that kind of like the curtain pulled back just a little or just something to kind of like also just something to use to strategize. So like if you're playing with a new player, um, you know, let's say John Starks from the Knicks, um, like you're like, OK, cool. He's good inside the paint. Obviously, that's great. Let's get farther out. OK, this is where he's like shooting 30 percent. So maybe uh-huh. I want to bring him back. Like I would like I wow. would do that. I would do that kind of like understanding of like where my players were like best. Yeah. I would. And it was all through that little code that you would put in that would show you like your chances of it. So like that kind of like just that at that little kind of note where it was every game that I played, I would put that code in. I remember even being like, ah, it didn't take reset. And then I would like reset the game. Like if it was a season, like I was playing, I would reset the game so that I would just make sure that I knew what I was, how good I was doing. Yes. When I was shooting. And I like, I, when you asked, I didn't even think of that until you asked that question. Yeah. It was something that didn't even like pop into my head, but it was something that like I always did when I played that game on the Super Nintendo. And I think to some degree you could do that on the arcade. Mm-hmm. Like you could do like the big head stuff or you could have like, oh, I don't sure. know, Muhammad Ali or somebody on the game. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So like that, That's... that was something that I really like latched onto with that. Yeah. What a fun detail that like really, that informed your habits and how you yeah. played the game, not just oh, like, yeah adding a little uh like flavor that's cool yeah uh well great well um you know as we sort of do close the door on on this game for you can you do me a favor and like uh and like just wrap up your feelings about like where this game stood for you yeah um i think like especially with like childhood and not only like you know kind of being a kid and um sharing things with your friends. I think like with like being so in love with sports at the time, especially like basketball and then being able to play an arcade game at home um, was just like so incredible to me. And to be able to uh, share it with friends and play it with friends, something that I really enjoy doing, just like sitting in front of a TV with friends and like playing and like talking about sports and like sharing it. Like that was like such a, big thing for me. And then again, just being excited about something and reading about something or reading how they make video games or reading about like that licensing thing and really kind of like, I I honestly, like, I think it's like something that like, because when you look back, like you're like, Oh, like what is something that you kind of like credit? Like that kind of like made you go, Oh, I want to do comedy. Like what's something like that for you? Oh man. Um, I'm probably some like early cartoon, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that I got it. You'd think it, as a comedian, I'd have an answer off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah. Also, I, uh, vaguely some cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I remember like one thing early on for me was Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, for like, sure. Really kind of like want to like, oh, I want to do that. And like uh-huh. learning about like the details of like how they made that show and everything. And then learning about like in like a magazine or like GamePro or any other kind of like interview stuff that I would pick up somewhere about that game and like how they made it or like the licensing processes or cause also this is also a time when like they just 
they made a game and they put it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like they couldn't patch it. They couldn't do anything else. So like if, if, if that was that, and that was at time of like production, if we don't have Charles Barkley and he's not in the game, like and yes. that's how it's going mm-hmm. to be. There's not going to be any DLC. Uh, the Joker's not going to be in it. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> so like, to really kind of like have that sort of like it's it's a time capsule. It really is like yes. to kind of like that's it. That's that's the game and that's what it is. And it was very like influential on so many because then you get like NFL Blitz, mm-hmm. um, the the MLB one that was uh, oh Slugfest Slugfest, which yeah. like I which on, ironically enough, I found at a game store used when it was like a quite a few years old okay and i was like screw it i'll i'll get it and i visited my brother and we played it and like turning off all of the features like all of the crazy fire Uh bats and punching and whatever else happens it's fundamentally a great game i don't remember what specific (laughs) year but like fundamentally baseball yeah great game if you turn off all that stuff which you could um yeah so yeah and then they're just like a um, kind of like another thing I didn't mention is like, you know, obviously everybody knows about like you make three shots, then you're on fire and mm-hmm. how that can influence your performance in the game. And it can really like turn the tides. I mean, that playgrounds game has, uh, kind of like similar power ups and stuff okay. like that. It has the, it has the like hotspot thing. Um, and it has like a couple of like ones that weren't, you know, they're, they're not affiliated, but like there are other like kind of little power-ups in that playground yeah. game that like really kind of like obviously were inspired by this game. I mean, the whole game is, but it's really um, like, that is like, I don't know if I could think of a game that like kind of before that, that really did that. Like, cause there's sure. still like that game that uh, 2k made, they just came out with a football game um, that uh, I don't recall the name huh. of it, but like uh, Colin Kaepernick is like the, person a cover athlete yeah he's a cover athlete yeah. for it and it's there's like the same kind of like cartoony stuff and they have all these crazy power-ups um like there's one uh that like has it puts uh if you're on defense it's a defensive power-up and it puts uh pinball bumpers on the field <laughs> and they move so if they're like hike they pass it successful pass if the receiver bumps into that uh pinball bumper bumper, yeah they'll fly off of it Uh like so like that and that's a game that came out like four months ago yeah so like that that is something that was obviously inspired by nba jam and like Mm -hmm. that kind of like thing where these kind of amped up sports games um i just like that's obviously that's the precursor to all of them and definitely um, yeah it's just awesome it's just the best it really is Gosh, well, thank you for bringing it on uh, and sharing about it. Uh, this has been so much fun to hear from you about, you know, not just the game, but like all these, how it spanned such a like wide range of your life is really yeah. cool. You know, ushering into the spiritual successor of Playgrounds. It's really cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, before we go, I do have two post-show segments prepared for you. Uh, the first of which is the Fact Me By Your Game segment, and that's just where I tell you fun facts about this game, which you did a lot of research, so you might (laughs) know all of this. Uh, But I've got two for you today, the first of which uh, I have titled Test Version, More Like Best Version. Now, this 
Uh, oh, this was the the uh, sort of foreshadowing to Game Pro Magazine that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes from an excerpt from Game Pro Magazine uh, issue fifty eight. Uh, so, a, 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 I guess the test version of NBA Jam Tournament Edition included eight hidden characters, which were taken out of the final version at the request of the NBA. I don't know if this was purely the arcade version or one of the ports, but you had yeah. sort of led us to this point where it was a lot of uh, Mortal Kombat characters, yep. including uh, uh, Raiden, Reptile, Scorpion, Sub-Zero. Uh, there were other characters that were included as well. Um, yeah. And Midway, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because like at that time also, there was like so much controversy about Mortal Kombat where it was like you're pulling people's heads off and their yeah. arms off and everything. So you're going to incorporate our wholesome basketball league yeah exactly the the uh the w uh bl um (laughs) but yeah so i guess midway stated they would update all test version cabinets to remove these characters as well which Mm -hmm. yeah like you said makes a lot of sense but a fun little detail um the second one that i have titled uh uh, that i have is titled uh jordan and peyton two-man dream team uh Mm. now this comes from uh, what's called the Gamer Blog uh, by John Robinson. Now, this person, he interviewed lead designer Mark Turnell, um, mm. and he had a fun, interesting thing to share. We were talking about how MJ wasn't included in the game, obviously, for licensing reasons. Um, but the most interesting this – is, this is him – this is a direct quote from Mark Turnell. Yeah. The most interesting one – uh, version of the game was the team of, uh, or I think detail was the team of Gary Payton and Michael Jordan. Payton didn't make the cut to be in one of the versions of the game. Yes. Um, did you know about this at all? I knew that there was a dicey thing with Payton, but I didn't know where it went. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's like he also wasn't in the players union or didn't license himself out, but Jordan obviously yeah. hadn't allowed for his license. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Fun detail talking about Michael Jordan. Um, he's in NBA playgrounds. Really? But here's where I love this again. It's just a complex Michael Jordan thing. He's in NBA playgrounds and in NBA playgrounds, you can, uh, you can unlock, you get like point, like there's this little currency system, mm-hmm. you get points and you can get, uh, what we've termed cute little outfits. So you can like change <laughs> the clothes so you can have like jean shorts you could have like a t-shirt or a hoodie sure. there's also like crazy like wolfman costumes michael jordan you cannot modify so he's oh. only in his bulls 23 jersey and he's yes. the only player on that game that you can do that so you can't make you can't put michael jordan in a no. chicken suit no or, cute little outfits for mj like a big godzilla or anything like that or a, oh. they have samurai clothes it's a whole like thing to like kind of like be fun with the game you cannot yeah. do that with him Cut Dang. you off, but like no, no, no. That's a funny detail. Uh, yeah. Gosh, MJ, just wish you were open to more cute just little open outfits. It up. Yeah. Um. But uh, to finish this one off, uh, one. This is back to the direct quote from Turnell. Uh, but one day, I got a phone call from a distributor out of the on the West Coast who told me Gary Payton was willing to pay whatever it cost to get into the game. Absolutely. So we told him uh, what to do in terms of taking photographs. I think pictures of Gary to then like have an artist like you know a digital him. artist yeah 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 exactly render him in um and so he sent photographs of himself and jordan uh saying we want to be in the game hook us up so they made a special version of the game just like i don't know if it was a separate cabinet or a cartridge that included both players and they like souped up their stats too so go to hell there's I like have a no secret, idea 
Yeah, I, and this is according to the um, the the lead designer, so I oh assume God. we can take him at his word. But uh, just a wild little detail. That's there. like the kind of thing that, like, I feel like if I became a I don't know. If there's like an oil tycoon or anybody out there listening, <laughs> um, I'm sure there's like a warehouse in Nebraska that may might have that cabinet. Yeah. Uh, with those two or just an original one I would take. Yeah. Um, you know, if anybody, if any oil tycoons are listening, um, I would love one of those cabinets. Um, Make it happen. The That's oil... so crazy. That I yeah. never knew that. But it also makes total sense. Totally. Yeah. Wow. So really, really nuts stuff. Um, that'll do it for the fact me by your game segment and I'll lead us into the game recommendations, which we had previewed a bit. Uh, as you know, this is my one forced tie into the movie. Call me by your name where I'm treating NBA jam tournament edition as your passionate summer love in Italy. It's not going to work out. So I'm going to help you find a new fling Phil that will get your mind off this. NBA jam is the cum peach. Hey, oh, the goodness said, it Oh, was myself. that a spoiler? No, <laughs> it's old enough film, right? Even though we don't, yeah. uh, there aren't such things as uh, old films, just films I haven't seen yet. So. Okay, now we're getting into a healthy mindset. Uh, so I've got three for you today. Um, the first of which, a game series you've brought up already on the podcast. I was going to say, if you love heightened arcade sports titles and you just love your company midway, I was going to recommend NFL Blitz 2000. Oh, Does, that was on consoles. It was, right? yes. They put it on consoles. I remember when the arcade came out. And I think there yeah. was, oh my God, you could, uh, feel free to fact check me on this. Yeah. I'm almost positive. It was on the Nintendo 64 and you could take your Nintendo 64 memory card and put it into the arcade cabinet of NFL Blitz. Oh, wild. I am almost positive that you could do that. So you could kind of like have your stats like. Interesting. I'm, I feel free to, put, I don't know, put that on one of your. Maybe you do like a redactions section in one of your Patreons and you're like, well, Phil uh, bullshitted his way it's through this factoid. It's just a uh, two-hour episode of redactions of everything you said today, including Yeah, that. real hazy memories. That's a, yeah. That's such an interesting detail. There, yeah, was, there was a port thing. I, I'm i 100% certain mm-hmm. on that, that you could like take something from home and plug it in. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, this is the NFL Blitz game that I've played the most, which is 2000. I, I love 2000. Uh your second recommendation, we already went over, Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. Uh, and lastly, is if, you know, NBA Jam, when I think of it, I feel like it makes basketball even more fun. So if you're tired of that and you actually want the opposite, you want a game that makes basketball less fun, uh, I'll recommend a game to you called Basketball Nightmare. This is a game I had never heard of. It was released for the Sega Master System only in Europe and South America, <laughs> never in the U.S. And this is a game where you play uh, as like a, a team of like this. It's like the same character model of the same little redheaded little boy. And you play against teams of monsters playing basketball. So it's almost like a Monstars like preview. In yeah. A way. Or even a precursor to uh, the Michael Jordan game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. This game looks terrible, by the way. I watched some gameplay from it earlier. Honestly, it's, I, I don't recommend it. I mean, I do, said, but I don't. When you said Europe only, and then I was just like, you're a basketball team, but then it turns out that uh, the whole plot of the game is that there's a horrific bus crash in the mountains and you have to survive it. Uh, and it just goes <laughs> off. Because that sounds, that, um, I've, 
I, I've never heard of that. Sega Master System, I know of, obviously. But yes. That's insane. And it's only European. Yeah, I guess Europe and South America is where it came out. But that, anyway, it's from Europe 19... and South America. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The That that checks out. But yeah, yeah I the guess. The Axis you... powers of gaming. They yeah. get those sorts of, uh, yeah. You would uh, play games against werewolves, cyclops, skeletons, samurais, like just wild. Uh, wow, a little rampage in there maybe? N- need a, a giant uh, gorilla perhaps, an oversized yeah. one that's climbing a, a, a skyscraper. But anyway, that'll do it. I'll just recap your recommendations again by listing them. We've got NFL Thank Blitz you. 2000, Love Michael it. Jordan Chaos in the Windy City, and Basketball Nightmare. Uh, Phil? That'll do it for the Game Rex, and that'll actually bring us to the end of the show. So Love it. Uh, before we go and plug whatever we want on the way out, thanks again for doing this. This was so much fun sitting down with you and just having a good old time. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to me uh, rant on. Um, and really <laughs> like this, I had so many like new memories came up. And I'm um, so glad. I really am like I'm uh, – this is like almost a therapy session in a way. Um but, uh, my only goal when I do these, not to have fun or to get to know my guests, but to act um, as a therapist. Yeah, I'm happy that I played both of your <clears throat> recommendations. Well, the first two, and then <laughs> perhaps if I'm locked up abroad uh, sometime, I'll play the other one. Um, <laughs> this probably sounds how the only time I'm going to be able to access that. Um, I would uh, – thanks again for having me. Um, you bet, yeah. On my way out uh, promoting um, – what I thought I would do, uh, because I have stuff happening, but it's not till later. What I thought I would do is um, going back to like UCB and just kind of like meeting so many fabulous people. Mm-hmm. I would like to promote some things that uh, some friends are doing. Um, Please. And some are mutual friends of yours. Mm. Um, first off, the LABF, the Los Angeles Baseball Federation, of uh, which Connor and I are both part um, Los Angeles baseball federation.com is where you can find that. We're also on Instagram and then all of the teams have accounts. Um, since it's the beginning of the year, we're actually like doing, uh, open practices and kind of like pickup games. Um, and that's how we get to know people and, uh, have them join the league. So if you are, um, up for it, um, there's no barrier to skill or anybody can play come as you are, um, I mean, you can help me promote this as well, Connor, because yeah. you're such an advocate for it. Um, it really is the best thing. Um, we use wood bats. Uh, we wear helmets. Um, we throw hard. We play hard. But, like, it's the perfect balance of competitive and fun. And, um, Amen. We, yeah, and we play at uh, Ralph Foy Park uh, in Burbank um, in the spring and summer. So there's that. That was a big one. Hell yeah. Um, I have some music friends, um, a friend, Kaylee Goldsworthy, who also is a, uh, I guess she has a Twitch channel. It's great. Oh. Um, she's just going to start a tour with uh, Anthony Green. She's a singer-songwriter. Anthony oh, Green cool. was um, in Say Ocean, uh, Circa Survive, um, uh, loads of other bands. Um, Naraj Kane is a good, very talented guitar player. He's in a band called Hope Conspiracy, a number of other bands, but Hope Conspiracy, a very... Um, uh, uh, just old... Hardcore band, great. Um, they put out a an L or an, a new EP. Uh, Lamar Woods is a friend of ours. Oh, really? Um, he's putting out an album. Oh, um, duh, yeah, yeah. On uh, February fourteenth, called "Highly Sensitive Person." Um, please do that. Um, yeah, he's been I'm, promoting I, the heck out of that. Yeah, lately. he's killing it. I'm very, I'm very happy for him. Um, 
George Barber, I don't know if you know him. He yeah. put out a, an album uh, called Sanguine Songs a little bit ago. It's very beautiful singer-songwriter oh. music. Um, films, uh, our friend Carrie O'Neill put out a, a wonderful short uh, called Walk Out Nice and Smooth. You can find that on Vimeo. Vimeo. Same thing with uh, some friends, Yoni Loten and uh, Amber Schaefer. They have a, a short called NYC Tips and Tricks. Incredible short that's also on Vimeo. Oh. Comedy. Um, one of our one of my dear friends and uh, one of the best parts of the league, River Butcher, is going on tour. That's the right. Hello, it's me tour. Um, and then also going back to film, uh, production friend Alexandra Barreto put out. Uh, she produced a wonderful film called uh, Late Bloomers um, that I saw at the Palm Springs International Film Festival in January. They just locked distribution. It's an incredible, very touching film. Um, uh, it has Karen Gillian. She's the lead in it, and it's an incredible film. And uh, yeah. So yeah, I think just check out. Oh, and also, if you're moving, uh, end times hauling. Uh, Doug, uh, who is also in the league, uh, end times hauling. Uh, he is just a great guy, a wonderful person. Um, yeah, I want to just put my friends out there more. And um, yeah, that was it. really thoughtful. And also, <laughs> like, you must be a good mover if you get promoted on on a podcast. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Um, yeah, and he plays for the. Uh, Date bombs. Yes, that's right. Oh yeah. my gosh, great! That guy. was that's great. Well, Phil, thank you so much uh, <laughs> again for all that promo. Uh, I'll go ahead and close this out with some plugs of my own. Uh, the show art for Call Me by Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. The show is produced, edited, and the original music at the top is by Jeremy Schmidt. You can thank him by uh, checking out his podcast, Video Games, a comedy show, wherever you get your shows. Uh, you can find me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. I'm on Blue Sky at Connor McCabe on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69 where um almost every episode of this podcast gets recorded live so if you want to watch one of these live follow me you'll get a notification uh and lastly of course uh if you want more content uh from the from me and you know all the people at our network we have hundreds of bonus video game podcast episodes waiting for you uh, on Patreon. Uh, find a tier that's right for you. Uh, it starts as low as a dollar. Tiers above that get brand new podcasts um, every week. But yeah, check us out. Again, there's a link in the show notes for everything. But that'll go ahead and do it. For this episode of Call Me By Your Game, we will see you on the next one.